Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mind Over Matter. Today, we have a great guest, David, from Cashflow Syndicate. He is the co-founder of it, along with his buddy, Mason. They got a great course for learning how to email market, copyright, everything you need to know to get rich online, pretty much. Um, me and Kevin decided to join his course a couple weeks ago. Uh, we found it on Twitter. And luckily enough, David gave me a one-on-one to kind of teach me the ins and outs of online marketing and everything, which is exactly what I've been wanting to get to get into since I got out the army. So he gave me a one-on-one and I had the balls to, to ask him onto the podcast. And luckily enough, David, thanks again. He came on the podcast. Um, he's got an incredible story down to earth. Man just works his heart out. Really, really trying to grind for his future. And, and me and Kevin are trying to do the same thing. Hopefully our listeners are, are as well. Um, if you guys are down in the dumps, need motivation or anything, this is the perfect episode. We talked a lot about self-doubt and kind of motivation, hitting the lows, how to get past the lows to eventually get to the top, um, what to do in the lows. There's there's just a lot of good information. I really enjoyed recording this episode with David, and hopefully there's more to come. Um, go ahead and leave a like, subscribe, follow David's channel. We're gonna going to have a couple extra links down there below as well. Feel free to support the friends, and um, have a good day. All right, and we are live. Welcome back, everybody, to Mind Over Matter. This is the first episode, actually. Our guest is below us. Interesting. But uh, we got David. He is the founder, co-founder of Cashflow Syndicate. Great online salesman. Um, We'll get into it all. But just want to start recording already because we already jumped into combo. Kev, how you doing today, though? I am phenomenal. Been following David on Twitter for like six months, and I'm super pumped to have him on. So let's get into it. I appreciate, I appreciate that. How you guys doing? Good. Phenomenal. Good. Very um, exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that intro did me justice, but yeah, I, I do a couple. <laughs> I do a couple things. Um, I eventually, sometime, probably have you guys on my my show. Um, but yeah, dude, I appreciate it. So I, I kind of been in the game a little bit. Um, and we were just talking about like right off camera. I told you guys press record. We're just talking about this idea of like, when you buy shit, like even when you start making money, like you still feel, I'm like, yo, I was, I was broke. I'm never going to be one of these people. that's like, oh, I don't care. That's not a lot. Like there's so many people that are like, oh, like eight grand. I fucking called Luke out about it. It's like, there's like, oh, eight grand isn't a lot of money. I'm like, dude. That's a lot of money for most people on planet Earth. Like, you have, like I'm never going to be one of those assholes who like discounts the value of a dollar. And I don't think that's a good mentality to have because you want to like when you lose respect for something, then you lose it. Right. So, yeah, the context, yeah, the context was, context. I asked David, at what point is it like you stop noticing? So I'm thinking like 10 grand, let's say he could just go drop and it wouldn't be a big deal. And he was like, eh, "It's it's probably closer more to two or three. <laughs> like you're always gonna you're always gonna feel that. Now, granted, if you have millions and millions of dollars, you're not really going to care. I mean, but you should still care. It's like, yeah, it's two grand. Like I'm not like the goal. The goal when you start making money is to get rich, right? You guys would get rich, right? We we're just talking about that. The goal when you get rich is you have to keep it." You have to stay rich. <laughs> Going around dropping 10k on Gucci shirts every day, right? You you don't do that, so it's not 
it's it's not something that uh like ge- like genuinely like I, I don't i don't understand how people can say that like okay yeah like when you have a business like you know especially right now like where i'm at i have like 20 30 grand going out of the bank like every single month that's baby that's that's nothing that's baby shit compared to where i know some of my friends are so my friends got like 60 80 grand in business expenses per month right and i forget where i heard this but you judge a man by the size of his problems right so i know i gotta come up with that every month in order to pay the bill yeah yeah so it, it's a lot different and it's like you know people will be like oh yeah you're so fortunate and, and which i am right but a lot of people will be like you'll you're so fortunate because um you're you're in a position oh yeah you, you get to travel the world you get to do all this 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 i'm like yeah of course like that's amazing that's how i built my life but you also like i always have to remember at the end of the day like I got I to gotta make sure I'm still doing the right things. And my, my best friend always tells me, he's like, always make sure you're doing the right things and doing the same things that got you there. So, yeah, I guess that's a good way to start the show. It's yeah. a real foot on the gas. I mean, it's remarkable to hear, though, like, you lose kind of perspective, I think. I mean, you can. But saying, like, oh, yeah, I only make, you know, 20, 30 K a month. It's like, bro, that's, <laughs> that's more than, like, 95% of Americans. Yeah, you know, Twitter is this weird ecosystem, and I want everyone to kind of know this. Like when you're kind of when you're talking about when you're talking about like Twitter or something, it's this weird ecosystem where there's a bunch of people who are making a bunch of a lot of young dudes who are making a lot of money and five hundred grand a year. If you make a half a million dollars a year, you're a loser, right? Not you're a loser, but you you yeah. It's like, to no, the, I'm not making, yeah. like, like people, like, it's ridiculous. Like the community that exists in something like art, like this side of Twitter or the community that exists inside of something, let's say like Cashflow Syndicator or, or some, some one of these private groups that exists, it's like, everyone is just so foot on the gas and it's very easy to fall victim to compare like this comparison bias where oh this guy's this guy's doing 50 grand a month like i'm like or one of my friends does 200 or 300 like it's so easy to compare you have to always remember where you come from right what your path is what your journey is and just go from there and and play your game instead of trying to play someone else's but it's this weird thing where it's like people get discouraged if they're not doing at least like 300 to a half a million dollars a year yeah, Which, that's what I was thinking when I first started following this. I'm like, dude, I'm a fucking ass. Like, I don't make, you know, half a million dollars a year. Like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> so it's very strange. But the way I see it is like, you, you always got to, and always remember, like, and, and I said this, I've said this on multiple, multiple shows, but always, you got to, like, most people, they, especially when they see success, right, in something like social media. You always have to be cognizant of the fact that most people, if not everyone, is playing some sort of character online to either A, cater to some sort of audience, to be a personification of themselves out of their own ego to make them feel better. So when you have success, say say you're completely fraudulent, right? And you have success posting like, oh, I made a million dollars today, whatever. Like there's a lot of guys that fake Shopify screenshots. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say they are, but there's a lot of guys who have come and go in this space who have faked screenshots, faked businesses, just chilled courses, all this type of stuff. 
And it's very easy to be a person, especially if you you're just starting out, like, let's say you're a young kid, you're 22 years old, you're faking Shopify screenshots, and you're making 10 grand a day from course, right? That's not going to last because you're not building anything significant. Also, if you're a fraud, somebody's going to find you out. Now, if you have that type of level of clout and success and say you get kind of popping, right? You're going to continue that behavior because it's what you associate with positive reward systems. So you always have to fucking make sure. And you see this with like these famous dudes that kind of, they come in, they crash and burn. They have a crazy, you know, the, not, not, and not on Twitter specifically, but like in real, like in life, like a famous child actor reaches a peak, gets addicted to drugs, crashes and burns, right? When you don't know how to, if you don't go through some sort of progression, not only in how you build a brand or talking about social media, then like, you're just, you're not, you're going to get it too fast. And you're, there's going to be a correction, right? When the market in stocks goes up, you know, 30%, there's always a correction, right? And that happens with people too. So people are always playing. And, and the reason I say this is like, most people don't realize that like everyone to a degree is be, is a character and playing a caricature of themselves, right? You see that sometimes if I like, you know, write a tweet that goes, that kind of pops off and it's like, you know, I don't understand how it's like a tw something that says like, I don't understand how people in Southeast Asia are not jacked and strong and eating the best food and surfing every day and tan, right? You guys are bug men. Like you guys are sitting in, sitting in the cafe on a laptop. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right? Like stuff like that. It's like, that's me being like, I'm not like that for the most part in real life. Like I'm not just sitting there hating on people that go to Southeast Asia. I'm like, <laughs> like, it's just a thought. And then you personify the thought to get attention because the attention, when you use it in a certain way, you can use that attention for good. Right. Yeah, so, it's a little bit of advertising on your own end for yourself. But it's, but it's and and the reason I say that is like I don't think people understand social enough. It's like when you get it too fast, if you associate something with positive reward, then like you're, it's not gonna it's not gonna be it's not you're not gonna have that longevity and that that staying power. And it's like it's very easy to to look at that about like all these guys thinking like that's the real them when it's really, you're just looking at an amplified version, right? You know, like, I'm sure like, um, especially like Trevor, like when, you know, you jumped on like some of like our, like some of our calls, like I'm kind of a bombastic person. Like I'm kind of like a, you know, in your face because that's how I have to amplify that, that thing that I do in order to get the message across in the best way possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's about the, the tactics behind it. And like, you can, it's so easy for like, even me when I was younger, when I was about 21, I was looking at guys doing like, you know, half a million a year on Twitter. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm a loser. I'm doing like 150. I was like 22 doing like 150. I'm like, what is going on? So uh, <laughs> I was like, I got to step it up. I'm like, what? The f what? You know? So, yeah. So, so it's very easy to get caught up in like the keeping up with the Joneses or caught up in the rat race. And you always, 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 anyone that's going to listen to this, like you, I, I, it's something that you always rediscover, but a key is to always continue to do the things that got you to where you are. Because if you forget that and you lose respect for it, like I said, then you lose the thing that you got. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that with guys like they start getting in shape to get a few chicks and then they just stop going to the gym altogether. Yeah. Countless yeah. times. Bro. Yeah. Well, we did kind of just jump right into it cause we had a conversation going, but, um, 
David, you said the intro didn't do you justice. I wanted to get into your background, <laughs> but we didn't have the option there. So where do you kind of come from? Where are you born? Where are you raised? Um, how'd you get into the space you are in now? Yeah. So it's an intro. It's a, it's a wild story. I'm going to, I gave a long version the last time I was asked that question. <laughs> this time I'm going to give you guys the short version because I'm free for it. Cause I want to save time. Um, originally from Philly, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, how'd I get into what I'm doing now? I was, I was in sales for almost for over two years collectively. Um, I did very well. I was completely obsessed with, you know, learning the skill and, um, I put in the effort, but now, um, you know, co-founder of Cashflow syndicate, I am the host of my own podcast, which I'm going to have you guys on at some point. I will um, fly out there for that. <laughs> Called, uh, called the syndicate and i'm looking to start doing that in person um i've done you know pretty much everything under the sun when it comes to online business and found myself in this weird echo chamber of twitter where everyone is making over half a million dollars a year and calling each other losers because of it so <laughs> um you know world traveler and uh right here as, as i'm talking to you guys yeah. in stockholm and so um i do i do a lot of things and um it kind of doesn't feel real. I I'm, guess I'm just living the dream. How, like, so when I was growing up, I they never told us really about, yeah. like in high school, right? They never told us about sales or fucking carp copywriting or marketing or nothing. How did you get that, like, seed in your head, I guess? Oh, um, so I grew up, like, you know, it, it's... It's something that I usually don't really talk about. I'll talk about it. So I grew up like, you know, my parents split up when I was five. And I remember as a kid, like, always like wanting, like, not like, you know, I really didn't want for anything. My basic needs were like, good. But I remember there'd be like a video game that would come out. Or like, you know, when we were like six, seven years old, like one of the Pokemon games would come out and I wanted... I wanted to play I wanted to play that but like I didn't have the system for it I had to wait till Christmas and it was like little stuff like that and then later on as I get older like you know really sitting down like with my mom and like having having really like hard conversations uh, and just like see like seeing her like work so hard and it's something I'm really private about but she worked her ass off right to provide for for me and I, I saw how that other side, like, I saw how it is, like, when you're growing up as a kid and your family, wow. like, doesn't really have, like, you know, I, I was I was all right. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, my mom did a great job, but she, ne you know, never bought new clothes for herself. Like, she was always taking care of me, always taking care of me, always taking care of me. Um, literally, the priorities were rent, food, and that was it, right? So I saw how that other side of, of life was. And I knew that, you know, when I started to get older, when I started to get a little bit more hip to the game, I, I kind of realized that I, I, and through this weird rabbit hole that I got myself into, I kind of realized that I'm going to need to learn something that's going to get me paid. Right. And I was always very entrepreneurial, you know, selling dollar store toys on the side of like outside my house for like five bucks right to buy to buy, to buy the new to buy all like, this uh, trick in the book bro yeah <laughs> like, you know and i wasn't doing that like all the time 
you know, to say that I was doing that all the time and I was like really money hungry would be would be a lie. That wasn't me. It was like, you know, occasionally when I wanted something, I would do that. And uh, I got really interested in, in business and and economics when I was really young because I used to play a game called RuneScape. Uh, oh, let's go! Oh, let's go! <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, like you're you're like, I'm like seven, eight years old. And I'm selling, I'm, I, and like you're selling lobsters. At, yeah, at, at, man, like, I can type, bro. That's the quickest. <laughs> selling lobsters, right? You went, you went fishing, and um, like, and then you know, obviously, like I played that like growing up, like religiously. Like yeah. I was, I was, I was, I used to nerd out. Man. I was actually thinking about hopping back on it, and I was like, I don't know really? if I ever have time for that fucking game <laughs> ever you know again. That? I think you have to be a kid with no job to ever play that game, bro. To be, you have to be a little kid, uh, or or just have all the time in the world because, but you know, like stuff like when um you know, and I think about those times. It's like okay, well, like I was I was figuring out like okay, like if I if I buy like you know merchant merchanting and like you know buying low, selling high, like and you're you're like trying to maximize like how much you can get paid, and then I started to realize I was like oh shit, like I'm really like I I really am interested in in how this stuff works, like being a nine year old looking at the <laughs> item graphs trying to predict the trends to hit you know, to make a couple hundred thousand gold on the game. Like, I'm like, oh shit, like, okay. So Market of course- Market trends, bro, at, at nine years was, old. That, that was the original crypto trading, man. Like that was the, like, that was the original- Except whoever could type the fastest wins. So- Selling lobster, know, so, selling lobster. Literally, so I was, I was just really thinking like, okay, like I'm, this is something I'm really interested in. Like, and I think like, I'm really interested in business because like how, and then I started to apply like the stuff that I'm, I was, I was le like learning from playing this game, like into my real life. And I was like, okay, well, I'm really not only good at this, but I'm, I'm really like, I have that natural, not only ability, but the natural inclination towards this. This is what I like. So I kind of realized I was like, all right, like I'm 12. I'm gonna go into high school, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to, I want to study business, I think. And they're all, all, you know, they're all asking you what you're gonna do. I'm like, okay, cool. So studying all this shit until I get to college, and I get to college, and I realize I was like, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur because I used to watch Shark Tank reruns until three in the morning on oh, YouTube. Hell yeah. From age 14 to 17, right? So I realized I'm like, all right, cool. Um, this is something that I think I'm gonna do. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start my own business and i didn't want to start my own business because like i like i, I thought it was not only was it cool but i realized if i start my own business i don't have to work a job oh bro it's the biggest thing so that was the biggest thing out of the coming out of the army me and kevin sat down and we were like bro we got to figure something out because i cannot work for anyone ever again hell <laughs> it no. is so brutal to work for, with a, a boss in bosses. general just because if they're telling me something i'm like dude i know i could do your job i just haven't and then i think yeah. to myself why the fuck haven't i and then i'm in a lazy piece of shit and now i'm a failure and now i just have to go do it i just have to go start my own business <laughs> well you know it's a really interesting thought process right like so i hated getting even as a kid like i hated getting told what to do and i was always really 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 smart so like you know i, I think i was like for, for nine years straight, like had the highest like test scores and stuff. Like when I was in like, you know, grade school, like I, like the, the, like then I get to high school and obviously like that dropped off a bit because I didn't really care so much about school, but I kind of started to realize, I was like, wait, if I run my own business, I don't have to, I don't have to work a job. I can just stay home and play video games all day. I was like, yo, this is great. 
So that was like the, that was like, so that was when I was like, all right, shit, like this is what I got to do. <laughs> and uh, it didn't happen until I was probably about 17, 16, 17. Um, and it really didn't happen until I was about 24, actually until I was 24. So it was like this eight year period. Obviously I went to college and I started throwing, I'm sure you guys have heard the story. I started throwing parties with my friends in college and I got like, you know, we, we used to throw some fun parties and I used to make money. That's how I used to make money was I used to charge at the yeah. door. Yeah. And I remember the last job that I can say, like the last like shitty W2 job I had was when I was like 19 and it was, I was working at Jersey Mike sandwich shop and I got fired after three <laughs> weeks because I slammed olive oil too, too hard. <laughs> like, because they were like, oh, you're disrespecting. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> you're disrespecting the olive oil. Oh, Come on. You have an attitude problem. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, I, of course I, have an ad, I have an attitude problem for $9 an hour pre-tax. <laughs> oh, fuck no. Who the fuck would it? <laughs> I would, bro. Goddamn, nine bucks, bro. Yeah, like, like, this is like... This is like 19 year old me. Like I already had, had like probably I had three years of like lifting under my belt. And like I'm still like, you know, decently kind of like I'm still like I'm, I'm in shape, obviously. But like I had like three years lifting under my belt and I had this giant red polo on this fucking hat. And I was like, you know, I was like, do you want that Mike's way? <laughs> and I'm just like, I could like me look me now who I am. I can't look at that. I, so like funny. me looking back. Like, like me looking back and just like laughing at that like and just it, it, it and side note like it feels good to be the person that that younger version of myself would look up to um and that's kind of why like I, I said this before on a different podcast but like that's why i do a lot of the things i do is for that version of myself that like just had no clue um but yeah like i, I was there and then i got into and then i kind of realized like I, I found a blog called wall street playboys and then now um now they're called bowtied bull on twitter i think they might have sold the brand wait but what yeah bowtied bull on twitter used to have a blog called wall street playboys and wall street playboys was like the catalyst for uh most of what you see today as uh as i, I want to say money twitter but it, it was all about investment banking. It was all about personal finance. So I found this at like 18, 19. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to study hard in college. I'm going to go, I'm going to do investment banking. Uh, but then I ended up learning about sales and learning that my natural ability was more inclined towards sales versus sitting there and being a spreadsheet monkey for a hundred hours a week. So <laughs> I ended up, I, I started selling insurance and financial advisory and like wealth management, asset management. I did that for three months and I was dog shit. Um, I did not, I was 21. I was junior in, in college. I had no clue what I was going to do. And I was horrible. Like it was like, we were cold calling people at their job at work to try to facilitate a sales conversation while they were at their job at work. Like it didn't make like reaching out to like, natural, <laughs> like natural market, like reaching out to your friends and family, trying to sell insurance. And I got one deal and it was, um, I think a th 200 or $300,000 deal. And it was just like moving the my my aunt's like investments into like different things, right? Like to and like I got her as the the one client that I got two months, two three months of work. So I was I was dog shit. <laughs> and uh, Trevor, I know you wanted to talk about like you know losses, right? And this is something that most people they would just kind of skip. When I did this job, I never never I never thought 
that I was going to be good at sales. I never thought I was going to make any money. I thought I was literally going to be fucking condemned to this. Like I never, like I saw guys make 16 grand in a day. I think it was 16 grand. I think that might've been like the collective deal size, but they were making like three, four grand a day, but it wasn't every day, right? They make, they do one deal, they make three grand. And then obviously you pay taxes on that. Right. So I saw, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, yo, these guys are like 23, 24. They're making all like, what? they just made a grand from that deal. Like, so it completely shifted my reality from, I have to work for 30 to 50 K versus I can, I can make three grand a day. But, I, but it was only if you were good. And the biggest thing about insurance, I don't, I don't necessarily recommend for any new salesperson to go into insurance. Insurance is a dated industry, but if you get really, really good and you're willing to sacrifice a year to two years to get really, really good, you will make money on year three, right? Insurance as a salesperson is really difficult. And if you're not good, you're gonna suck you're gonna really suck like you're gonna be like me like i wanted to quit i never wanted to get on the phone and do a cold call again and i think the maximum the most calls i ever made in a day was like 40 or 50 right nothing but to me as a 21 year old that was so difficult because i had so many limiting beliefs all of the and and to highlight like all of the things that most that stop people from being successful or achieving any type of success right? Or going out on their own and starting a business and getting clients or doing freelancing or something like that. All it is, is the bullshit lies that you tell yourself of why you're not, of why you're not successful, right? Like, it's like, oh, why this person's going to say no because of this or oh, yep. I, whatever it is. I suck, dude. I went <laughs> back that senior year. I had no idea. I was taking interviews at like, what was it? Like key bank for what the fuck was it? It's like 35, 40 K. I was taking interviews at like Not banks bad. and stuff. There like you go. A year? Yeah. Oh. 40k a year jobs. I'm like, I'm I'm sitting there. Poverty. I I didn't have a clue. Um, but my one friend was selling Yeezy, or he, he was selling like fake Yeezys online on on uh, on Poshmark. And so that fall, I was taking interviews at banks. By December, my boy Joe. I don't know if he's going to watch this or listen to this. <laughs> Shout out to my boy, Joe. He was selling fake Yeezys and fake like Cuban link bracelets on Poshmark. And he was like, yeah, I made like four grand. I'm like, what? Hold up, bro. <laughs> Wait a minute. And, I, and I'm like, I think I'm 20, I'm 21 years old at this time. It's December of 2018. And damn, that's a long time ago. And, um, I remember, dude, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, fuck, like, I don't know what to do. So I went and I started doing the same thing that he did. And I started drop shipping the shit from DHgate to people on Poshmark. But I was telling, oh, the thing is, like, I wasn't scamming spot, people. Yeah. I wasn't scamming people because I said, okay, these are replica. This is a replica, right? I remember I, I came home for winter break and I had like, dude, I had like, I had 50 bucks to my name. I woke, I remember I slept in to like, I was like up doing, I think I was up like partying all night the night before, but it was like a Saturday and I woke up the next day and let me see, let me try to find a, I don't know what email it's in. I have the screenshot somewhere. It might be on my Twitter somewhere. Let me go to Twitter really fast. And it was like, 
four five hundred dollars in sales one day while i was asleep while you slept in changed my fucking life yeah while you slept in i was like the fuck so immediately what do i do i call my boy i'm like yo i just made 500 bucks yo what the and of course i'm like all right cool and then i'm like yo like yo like yo poshmark is saying uh I got to ship this stuff out. I'm like, yo, I don't have the stuff. What do I do? And he said, here's what you do. He said, here's what I do. Here's what you can do. <laughs> this is about to be some sketchy shit. <laughs> he said, go. He's like, okay, go get a pen. Go get a piece of paper and an envelope. Print out the print out the, the stuff Poshmark gives you for the shipping label. And go down to the post office and send them a letter, handwritten letter, so it's, so it scans and let them know that their order is delayed and that it's on the way. Shut the fuck up, dude. Oh, this is some real hustler shit. Some oh, real hustler it. shit. So, I had, the name of, <laughs> I had the name of my store, and I printed out on, like, a letterhead, right? And I went on Microsoft Word real fast, and I said, hi, hi, what, whatever your name is. Hey, um, you know, thank you so much for ordering from us. Um, just want to let you know, due to the volume of the orders, uh, you know, we, we wanted to send you this note and let you know your order's on the way. It's going to be a couple days. Right, bro. That shit was coming. <laughs> DH gate, bro. Say. DH gate takes three months. <laughs> I got a couple of hockey jerseys oh, from them. <laughs> because Poshmark, bro. This is some real like getting gritty. Like this is some real like getting gritty, gritty shit. Cause I have fifty bucks, bro. I didn't even have enough money to fulfill the orders, bro. I barely could pay for the postage yeah. to send the fucking out, right? And so I remember it was cold. I walked down. I could put my backpack on. I had the envelopes in the back. I walked down to the post office, right? Put the put the shit there because Poshmark, what they would do is they would hold your funds until you sent the item. So they acted as a broker, as an intermediary. So they would hold your funds, right? So I'm like, oh shit. Well, I need the money to buy the order, right? And ship the order. So I went down, put the post office. A day later, I had like 500 hit my account. I'm like, oh yeah, let's go. So obviously I send the stuff to the person. Damn, couple more sales. Dude, I got away. I made like a grand in like a week doing that, right? And then get a nice message. Your account's been banned. Right? <laughs> I got banned. They paid me my money. I got banned, right? So, so like, you <laughs> sent the letter just to like check that you sent something out and then they would release your money? Yeah, so they would release your funds if if, if you if they uh their um their thing got scanned. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. So they would would release your funds. So, (laughs) of course. So this was like two, two, three weeks on winter break where where I'm like just going back and forth. I'm like, all right, cool. Bro, I get back to school and I'm like, yo, I'm like, I could do this on a bigger scale. Because I'm always thinking one step ahead. Always. Yo. (laughs) Like I was telling Trevor, we had a coaching club. I was telling Trevor, I was like, yo, always think a couple steps deeper think this 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 how can you take it a level further so i'm like okay cool so i did like the all the branding and stuff for the poshmark so i'm like okay well why don't i just i, I used to, i did a, i tried a couple shopify things like i tried you know drop shipping a couple times mm-hmm. didn't work got a couple sales didn't work but i'm like okay <laughs> okay i'm gonna start it's like i'm gonna start a brand so took the same name <laughs> threw a fucking website up put the same products on there and I was like, every oh, time. And then I was like, oh shit. Like, right. And I was like, I just put pictures of the same products. I remember I spent like two days. I was in my room back in, or back in Philly. And I'm like, just click it, clicking, right? Like, oh yeah. I'm like, I'm being a millionaire. I, literally, that was my thought. I was like, I'm going to be a fucking millionaire. <laughs> so, of course, 
I realize um, how are people going to buy my product if I don't have if I'm not sending people to the website. So I do some digging and I'm like, oh shit, like I can really like get in some serious legal trouble for like if I sell like replica shit. Like, okay, so I have to pick something else. So I'm like, okay, I like clothes. I'm gonna start a women's fashion store. Fashion store. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm putting products on there. I spend like two days putting all these products up and I realize how am I gonna get people to buy my shit? Call my boy who I used to who uh, we used to like talk about business and he was like do, having a little bit of success doing drop shipping. And I'm like, all right, what do I do? And he's like, yo, you got to just focus on one thing. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then my other boy ran up like $100,000. Remember those little bracelets with the king on it? Mm. Like the gold bracelets? Those, those beaded things? Yeah. The, yeah. He ran up 100K selling those bracelets. They were hot back in the day, man. I remember like, those. Dude, this is back 2018, and those were hot. Ran up like 100. So I'm like, oh, he's like, yeah, just focus on one thing. I'm like, okay, cool. So instead of like a big thing, I'm like, okay, cool. Um, what am I wearing? I had a pair of blue light glasses. So I'm like, okay, let's just do blue light glasses. That works. That's a product people need. That's a product I use. So redesign, redesign. This is like a period of like two, three weeks. Redesign this, working on the copy. Okay, I have my 500 bucks. I'm going to start advertising now. Blew the whole advertising yep. budget now. <laughs> yup. Yep. 500 bucks. So now I'm back at zero. I can't even figure out how to do advertising. Of course, I'm not a quitter in, in my life. I don't quit, right? If I'm not good at something, I'm going to learn how to do it. And I think this is a trait that's made me kind of like achieve the things I've achieved in the past, like in the past, you know, couple of years. I don't quit. I, when I, when I'm doing, when I commit to something and I do it, I'm absolutely obsessed. So I remember this was when, uh, this is when Trump was president and this is yeah, 2018. And this is when the government got like furloughed, right? Like the government employees, like, uh, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was like, um, government employees had to stop working because there wasn't enough budget. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if I remember it. I had to still I work while it. not getting paid. We weren't getting paid because we were in the army. Yeah. No, Show up to work, but we can't pay you. So, of course, I'm a hustler. This is what I do. I go down to the financial aid office because I got an email that day. Oh. Within, I was sitting there, I was working on the store. Like I was working, I get an email. I had my school email up, and it said, "If you've been affected by the government furlough, we have." It was like pretty much, "We have money for you, bro." I was across the street. I went there that minute. I said, "Hey, I just got an." E I was like, "Hey, What's I just got an email that um, you guys are." And I put on like my. I was like, mm -hmm. "Bro, I knew what I was doing." Like I was throwing. Yo. Like, hey, I just got an email that um, you know, if you've been affected by the. Um, and I mean, I like, I, I changed, like, I remember fucking vividly. I changed my, I changed my body language. Like, instead cut, of like being tall, yep, you know, right? yep. cut them shoulders down. Hey, like, uh, yeah, like, you know, uh, I'm broke. <laughs> this, is, this is after I learned sales. Right. So I'm like, Hey, oh. like, yeah, like, and, and you know, and I was like, Hey, like, uh, you know, I, my family got affected by the government thing. And it was like, so here's what they, they gave me free books. It was two grand in free, free school books. And then they refunded me the whole the whole check. It was like seventeen hundred dollars. Oh my god! One shot at a clip. I I went from having my five hundred blowing the whole advertising budget, seventeen hundred in my bank account. What do you oh, guys think? I'm a hustler, babe. I literally, I literally was like, yo, this is the most money I've ever had in like one shot. Like, I'm like, all right, fuck it, we're starting this business back up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're starting the business back up. That night, I had ads running again. Yeah. That fucking night, I had ads running again. So, 
<laughs> pretty so um that was kind of the story of like that was like my first foray into the the like really being in like the business space right then i remember i, I was at a bar uh with one of my really 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 good friends one of my best friends and we're at a bar um and we're drinking i remember just hearing that first shop this was i think the first sale on the store this was like six hundred dollars in ads after the first fucking sale on the store was ching and it was like 20 bucks and that paid for the that paid for the cost of like the beers that we had and i was like you know i, yeah. I was like Yo. i jumped up off the seat like straight like i was like let's go jumped like a crazy person around in the bar because they had like the five dollar pitchers of beer and shit because i knew we were drinking that night but <laughs> <laughs> that being said, well, I worked on that for, um, I worked on that for, so that was, I believe, January. I worked on that until April because my laptop ended up breaking, didn't have enough money for a new computer. So I had to sneak into the school. I don't know if you guys have seen this story, but I used to have to sneak into the school and sleep in the school, like at least like, or stay up all night because they had brand new Mac, they had like brand new Macs in the computer lab. So that whole mm. time I was learning e-commerce i was studying like old like jason capital sales letters for his programs and like i was learning copywriting and like that i think that period of time looking back on it was when i was really in the trenches like it was either new computer or shut down the entire business so i was like all right i'm gonna make it work i was doing like and and they had like photoshop and everything i couldn't afford photoshop and I rem remember like trying to edit like the ad videos and I, I was learning copywriting i was learning how to hook i was i was learning all this stuff and I started getting more sales. So that was, that was months. That was every single day. Like I wasn't going out on the weekends anymore. I was, I was working. And I genuinely thought like this drop shipping store was like going to be my thing. And I was running it about like break even, like barely any profit, a little bit of a loss, like pretty much break even for like three months, 21 about to finish school. And then now I had the school security and the school police like looking for me hey you gotta get out of here hey you gotta get out of here whatever and i kept telling them my story i'm like yo i'm a senior i was like guys i'm a senior i gotta finish my projects i'm really trying to finish my computer doesn't work i have to do have to send by tomorrow like they're like damn man you got a lot of projects i'm like yeah it's a busy year i'm a yeah, senior I'm like, yeah. i was like yeah i'm taking on nine classes right now i have to finish i have to whatever i could say to stay in there right to to keep my business going nope. and i remember this one night I'm in there and I get an email to the company, the, the Gmail that I had set up attached to the Shopify store, cease and desist. And I ended up getting a cease and desist letter by a company called Felix Gray. And I put the story on Twitter and they were telling me, you know, you got used to, cause I was studying finance at the time. They were like, you stole our brand story. You're, you, you're infringing upon our brand story copyright or whatever. Uh, and it was in a language, bro. And I'm, quite a good orator and i'm very articulate when i want to be obviously but i have a very good command and you guys know this by listening to, like from listening to me like I, I truly believe i have a very good command of the english language those fucking words were in a language that i don't understand it was oh, in legal law speak yeah. is what it's called oh so no. <laughs> so i ended up that night shut down the whole thing uh. and it was like four months down the drain, barely breaking even. And then of course I had no money left. So all of that for nothing. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and bro, like my whole, my whole life was, my whole life was banking on this. Like most people don't know, like my whole life was banking on this. 
and I didn't have a I didn't I I didn't end up getting a job like lined up out 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 of school. I I was like fuck like what am I gonna do? I'm like literally at zero. On top of that, I still had six credits left to graduate, and I had to take two more classes to get my degree next semester, right? So instead of four years, it was gonna be four and a half. But I I ended up like walking at graduation. Hmm. So. <laughs> Good to go. What the fuck would I do? So I, I, so I take like, I take a couple weeks. I party, and I'm like, all right, like, you know, let me figure. I'm like, fuck, like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And I go back home, back to Philly, back to my mom's. Um, week and a half later, I call my boy who had just gotten his nat natural pro card for bodybuilding. So yo, I said we always talked about. I'm like, dude, I needed, I needed something to happen, right? I was like, bro, I said, yo, you always, we always talked about, you know, doing something like with fitness, like, you know, I was like, yo, like, look. You be the face of the brand. I'll do the systems, right? Like I was like, yo, I'll build the website. We'll we'll get the products up. We'll work on the product together. You just do the marketing on social media, and we'll, we'll and like you know be the face and start telling people about the product. We're gonna make it make it happen. So we launched a company or it was company. It was info for info products, and we were selling PDFs for forty seven dollars for to to guys and girls. And we ended up getting into like T shirts, and I still have some of them somewhere, or and like tank tops. But it was a, uh, a fitness fitness company, right? <laughs> And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's build the next Gymshark. And like, dude, I remember like the first day, like we did like $200 in sales and it was pure profit. And I was like, fuck, like, yo, we got something here. Like I went from, again, I went from, I'm, I wasn't thinking I'm going to go back to the sandwich shop. I'm thinking, yo, all right, cool. What, what can we do? Okay. I got 30 bucks. Let's get a Shopify store up. Like the sandwich shop was not even an option at that point. No, like, well, you know, all of, even like back to the insurance, like the insurance job. I'm like, yo, like this is not an, like, I, I, I can't do anything else. Like I know yeah. how this works yeah. now. It's like, yo, I just spent the last, you know, six, seven months of my life going balls to the wall at this, trying to make this work. I was like, yo, I know how to do this now. All I need is the capital and the backing. Like, I know how the framework of this works. So I'm like, fuck, like, all right, bam, let's run it. So we ended up doing that and we actually ran that for like about a year and I got my sales job on top of that. So I was running that while I was doing my sales job. Um, I spent money, we were spending money on some advertising and stuff. Most of it was, or was organic. I think it ended up doing like a couple, no, a couple thousand dollars. Uh, but I remember I had a lot of fun, like going down to the t-shirt printer, getting the t-shirts mm -hmm. printed, shipping out the t-shirts to everybody. Like I felt like it felt good, dude. I was like, it felt really, really cool. And I really enjoyed that. But I ended up getting a sales job. And uh, I guess, you know, now we can talk about like some of the some of the struggles and the losses. But I mean, that was a struggle and loss on the whole story. God, man. Damn. Shit. <laughs> man, it was struggling. That's like the thing is, is like that's how like people are, like, you know, people only see like and we were talking about this before, like people only see the W's. Dude, like that was a fucking hard year. Yeah. Like, well. Bro, I had no way. I had no way of. All I knew was like I knew that this e-commerce thing worked, and I knew I made a couple hundred dollars. So I knew if you can do something once, you can do it again, right? Did you have any um family or close family friends or something telling you to go do something else, like advising you not to do it? I don't really remember, honestly. No, because like I'm thinking about like so when I got out of the military, that's military. how it was. So I, I got. Medically discharged. I was thinking I was doing 20. <clears throat> I have scoliosis. They said, you got to go. So I ended up leaving. I was a helicopter engine mechanic. Same with Kevin. And <clears throat> when I got home, my mom and dad were like, dude, you'd be stupid. Because my uncle is a helicopter uh, 
repairman. He's living in Guam, making six figures. The company's paying for his house, paying for his children to go to private school, paying for his children to go to college, and then paying yeah. for their children to get into the fucking company he's in. So my dad and mom were trying to tell me to go do that instead, but I was like, man, I just can't go back to that again. I have to go do something new. And then that's where we ended up ended up starting the podcast and, and going from there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, my best friend that I live with in Los Angeles, like my best friend is a G and he is probably one of the only people in, in the world, probably the only person that is like, he, he says what he means, like he says what he means and he always stands by it. And I have the utmost respect for him. Like he's my, that's my brother. Like we've been, we've been friends since we were five years old, like since we were babies and we live together now, like went to high school together and we live together now. And you know, I, I, Jack, Jack, you might watch this. Love you, bro. Um, Shout out to Jack. Only, he is the only one I think in this world who really like, he always will tell it how it is, right? He doesn't like something or like, and, and that's how our relationship is. If we're fucking up, we always check each other and you need brothers like that in your life, right? And I'm an only child, but like we, we have each other and we rely on each other like that. And I remember being on the phone with him and he always used to have to talk me out of dropping out of school. Like every six months, he would talk me out of dropping out of school. And <laughs> that was there, I, was like, I, was, I was like, yeah, like building this brand. Like, and he's like, yo, like, he's like, yo, this is not it, bro. This is way before I even got like, like almost sued or anything. It's like, he's like, yeah, this is not it. Like, this is not it. But now with all the stuff that I do now, he's like, yo, like, dude, I'm so, he's like, yo, I'm so proud of you. You really built something like that is really helping a lot of people. And you're doing like, and so it's completely different. Like that conversation looks so much different now compared to like, I'm, I'm, I'm building a, a drop, a shop, Shopify drop shipping thing. So like, um, honestly, the only person that I can think of that told me was like, yo, that, yo, that is, that is not it was him. But he was fucking right. <laughs> like yeah, in a good way. Yeah. yeah like, you were sued and shit. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I, I never really listen to people if they tell me it's not going to work because I'm a person that needs to see it for themselves. Now um, it's an interesting perspective now because I have obviously like I've built stuff and I know how the, I really like I thought I knew how the game worked back then now i really know how the game and also i have a network of very high level young young dudes and high level young people who are fucking crushing it so it's very hard for me to say like it's it's very hard for me to to come come to them or ask them about an idea like it pretty much like mason is my go-to guy right mason my business partner he's my go-to guy when i have an idea or if he has an idea we always bounce ideas off each other because obviously we're partners in Cashflow Syndicate, but we always rely on each other, like for for what we need, and we have a really good relationship. So if something isn't going to work, he's going to tell me why it's not going to work and how it could work, right? But after you build enough things, I know, like you kind of know that all you need you need to do X, Y, and Z, like X inputs give Y outputs. If you do things enough times, you can kind of have the Midas touch with anything. Like I know that any business I start is going to be profitable from day one. That's uh, that's what Seb was saying. He knows that if if all his sh- if for some reason he went bankrupt, he knows in six months he'll be a millionaire again. <laughs> when Sebastian told me that in person, so so he told he told me that in person, and I and I, I was talking to him about it on, on my show. When so when we were in L, he was in L.A. Uh, 
want to say six months ago was the last time I saw him. But we hung out for like two days in LA. And when he told me that, I was like, whoa. Hmm. But now I understand that. Yeah. Right. A couple months after that, I realized I'm like, oh shit, like now I get it. Right. And I'm not a millionaire yet, but most likely next year. Yeah, we'll get there. Like most, most likely next by by this time next year, like I'll be there. Um, but that being said, it's just because I know I just got to keep pressing a, pressing a certain button to get something out. <clears throat> yeah. So when yeah. you're taking um, when you're taking the losses, uh, even even yesterday was a big loss for us, kind of, because we were just like, fuck, like we thought we had one. You're, this episode we were supposed to film yesterday, so we were like, god damn it. Um, Got the Evan hit us up right after the dude, the drop or um, email marketing dude asked us to do some work right away. So I was like, whatever, I'll do that. Um, then I was like, fuck it, I'll go to the gym. So I ended up going to the gym. I ended up running into like, a, well, first off, another podcaster. He's a um, number one world's porn addiction recovery in Florida. It's, it's, oh, that's that's a viral Twitter post. I'm not sure. Frank Rich is his name. He he runs a podcast called The Superhuman Life. We'll link it all below and stuff. But yeah, I ended up just run, running right into him. Saw him at the gym. Saw him with a shirt on. So I said, "What's up?" And now I got another plug out of nowhere. It just dropped out of nowhere after taking an L in the morning. Now I got a W. Mm -hmm. And then I go to psych. Uh, go to my class later for college. So when you're taking taking those L's, what kind of just keeps you going, knowing that there's something around the corner? I mean, I know that's kind of the fact, like every single thing has been like, I, I could, that whole story, that whole period of like four years, right. Or years, I was just taking lick after lick. Like it was getting my ass, getting my ass beat, bro. Like on the job. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you're down there and you're going to like the, going to, to the school and sleeping at the school and shit, like how do you deal with the self doubt in your head? You have to be doubting yourself. No, or I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so how were you like dealing with that? Or were you not? I don't think I had time for it. Like I was, of course, of course you're like, you're thinking like, I hope literally, literally I said, bro, I said this, I was talking about this the other day. You can't kill hope. Right. Let's say some, say some shit. You can't hey, fucking hey. kill hope. You Pre can't kill hope. Hope is an idea. You can't kill an idea. Right. Hope is ingrained in 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 faith is ingrained in humans right and i equated it like you think like okay those guys were storming normandy right or the guys who were in vietnam my dad fought in southeast asia so i know i know history very well those guys who were fighting in Iadrang or in, in these battles who they knew that they were not going to make it the only thing they had was hope right the only th the only thing that I had when I was doing that was hope. I just hoped it worked, right? I was all I knew was I was doing. Of course, I was downing myself, but like you can't to a certain degree. Like when you when you approach it with a logical brain, you're never going to be able to think yourself out of your situation. The only way to get out of a situation is is by action, right? You guys are ex-military. If you guys are in, if you guys were out in the field getting shot at. Are you can you sit there and think the bullets away like the matrix no you guys have to yeah. Right? Yeah. You guys hang work. on russia give me one second i'm thinking best shoot the fuck back yeah so it's very equivalent to like it's it's the same thing right like 
you have the only way you can get out of your situation you can't think your way out of a bad situation you have to act yourself out of a situation right i was sitting there doubting myself i didn't know what the fuck was going on bro i didn't know what what what, what i was gonna do i was scared shitless right i i had nothing but also when you have nothing you have nothing to lose right the worst person to go up against in a fight is the guy with nothing to lose right when you're building a business you have, if you have nothing to lose you're not really spending that much money you're going to do so much better than the guy who has everything to lose right so you have to you, you can't act you you can't think your way out of a bad situation you have to act yourself out of a bad situation right yeah they tell us a lot of that in like army schools is like the wrong decision is better than no decision yeah because you're making a decision right in a, in action like seeds of doubt grow into forests of inaction whoa right say that, say that again seeds of doubt grow into forests of inaction right i can sit there and doubt myself right if i have a business idea i'm like oh well maybe it's not gonna work maybe it's not. oh who's more likely to to go and start that to go do that thing right is it the guy that's sitting there thinking oh maybe it's gonna work maybe oh that's a good idea maybe i'll do this or is it the guy's like oh i got this idea damn done right it's a website up if you want to talk about business like website up right it's the smallest things, even like going and talking to girls. Like, oh, maybe she'll reject me. I'm not sure if she's going to, I'm not sure, bro. Like, what if, what if, what if the guy who sits there and is asking himself, what if versus the guy who just pulls up and gets, gets an answer, right? Who's going to, who's going to do better. Who's going to have more success. It's the guy, it's the guy over here who gets the answer, right? It's the guy who does something. So, of course I sat there and doubted myself all the time. I doubted myself well into, you know, all, like all, you, you always have that mentality sometimes when you come from a lot of failure what if it doesn't work you ha but it's illogical to sit there the entire time and think what if it doesn't work because as long as you're doing something you're getting closer to where you want to be i doubted myself when i was when i got back into sales i, I thought i wasn't going to do well i didn't do well right i remember i had to get a, i almost got fired and I, lit, I, got, I had a fire lit under my ass because at the end of that month, I was supposed to get a $13,000 paycheck. The first week of January in 2020, I'm going to say. Yeah, it was 2020. First week of January, I'm sitting there. I'm getting yelled at about threatening to be fired because I, I, I did something wrong. or so I didn't really do something wrong, but it was just like, um, I, for, I forget the scenario, but I remember sitting there and getting yelled at. And I'm like, fuck, like, am I not going to do it? Next week, I had a record week. It was a record week. It was like $1.5 million in deals, like 30 deals in a week. But that only comes from taking the loss. Like I can, you can sit there and doubt yourself all you want, but at some point, you have to realize that it's, it's not conducive to where you want to be. So you can, set, you can have all the doubt in the world, but as long as you're still taking action and you know that that doubt is there, then it is what it is. I try yeah, not to think it way i see it is like if you try and fail the worst case is that you learn probably a shit ton so is it really a failure then i mean i don't think so you know one of my best friends my best one of my best friends ronnie who i've, I've been around the world with i remember right after i had left the sales job we were in split croatia walking on the street and i was so filled this is after like i had like a month like a month on my own and like i, I had an amazing summer so far and we're there, we're walking on the street, and I'm like, yo, like, dude, like, I don't know what I'm gonna do when I get back. Like, he's like, I'm like, I'm full, so full of doubt if it, like, if it's not gonna work. And he's like, there's no point to be. He's like, why? He's like, yo, you just gotta, like, it, like, you know what you're doing. 
you know you know what to do like there's no reason to doubt yourself because you just got to like you made the he's like you made the decision something something along the lines like you made the decision so you stand by that like obviously like you're standing you like you made the decision you know what to do you're not going to have a hard time doing it like there's no reason to doubt yourself you just got to play the ball where it is i was like shit <laughs> right. do, do you think that's a mentality that you're either like born with or you're not or can you really like instill that in people or no, in, I, in yourself i used to be really bad overthinker and i still kind of i still kind of suffer from it sometimes because that's what happens when you know you grow up having to analyze every situation but you can absolutely train it like you just kind of got to shut your brain off at some point and realize that your brain is, is trying to think you out of it's a survival mechanism trying to think you out of getting shit done or doing the things that you need to do right i like and it just it causes it causes laziness and it causes uh what's the word i'm looking for it causes sloth like you just don't get shit like you don't get shit done sitting there doubting yourself all day and i would rather choose to live a life where i don't live like even though even if that may be there I, i'm not living with this fear in the back of my mind what if this doesn't work i'm just like okay cool me knowing who i am i'm absolutely confident that if i put enough time into something i'm gonna get it done and i'm gonna be really good at it and then if i really put effort into something i have a network that i can rely on i have all the i have all the components to make shit happen so there's no reason for me to doubt myself anymore and it was something i struggled with for a while because you have to realize like there's always this like when you start something there's always this level of imposter syndrome of like do i deserve this success right once you get past that you realize that it's like all right no nah, like i'm really good at what i do i'm the shit so if i'm really good at what i do i'm i like there's no reason for me to doubt myself because I'm really good at what I do. When you make that realization, self-doubt kind of goes away, right? If I have to call somebody yeah. and sell something, you think I doubt myself? Of course not. Yeah. What is, what was the the three three or four C's? Something conviction is the last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Consistency creates confidence. Confidence creates competence, and competence creates conviction. When you do something enough, and you go, if you're consistent enough, you become confident, right? Even if you don't know what the fuck you're saying, if you recite it like actors, right, who recite lines, they memorize the lines, they become confident in saying the lines. They might not even know what the lines mean, right? A really good actor knows what the lines mean and has them memorized, right? And then when he has both and he's practiced them enough, that's when you get DiCaprio, right? Because he's convicted in what he says. Like if you watch Django Unchained when he stabbed his hand, or like when he stabbed his hand or, or Revenant when he climbs in the bear, right he believes he's there he's not some bullshit yeah oh i'm i'm in the bear i'm just acting like, <laughs> he, believes he, he believes he's there so like at the end of the day you know that's what like that's that's the level you get to and you can get to that level if you practice something enough like same thing as like mason and i play the guitar right i know trevor you play right no, I'm working on the uh, piano. Evan Evan was the uh, guitar Evan, player. Evan yeah. plays. Evan. So, like, if I'm playing guitar, I play guitar enough to, I don't think about playing the guitar. You put your hands on it, things happen, right? You Not only am I confident in playing, but I'm competent in playing. And then you get stuff like Jimmy Page solos somewhere on the on the further end of that, right? You get you get something like a, like a Since I've Been Loving You, or you get something like, like a crazy, like, like a maestro yeah, level, yeah, master level. Van Halen like shit. What is it? Yeah, what exactly. Is it? 
he has that one solo live that's oh, just unreal. Eruption or something like so. Yeah. Eruption, when, yeah, eruption. That's there the, it is. Yeah, that, he that's just the whole time with a cig in his mouth too. Oh yeah, and so <laughs> literally, like when you start to do something, you're always gonna feel like you're always gonna get that period of like sucking, like you suck shit, right? I guarantee, like, okay, if I went, back, if I tried to do e-commerce again, I know where my strengths are. My strengths are in branding and positioning and product. I'd, I'd partner with an e-commerce guy, but because I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not at the point now where I can sit there and waste all that time to get good at something when I can just have someone help me okay. and give up a share. Right. But you, most people, I think you, you always got to go through this period of, of sucking before you get really good at something because it's like peaks and troughs. Most people never get past that point because they quit too early. If you have no way out, are you going to quit? Yeah. No. Yeah. You're never going to quit if you have no way out. The reason why most people quit anything, right, whatever it is, whatever they want to do or whatever they say that they want to do, is because they're not uncomfortable enough with their situation and they don't have the incentive or the motivation behind it to make it happen. I'm not talking about yeah. motivation like watching motivational videos. I'm talking about I can't afford food. Like, I've been there. I can't afford food. That's why I got a job at the sandwich shop. Right. I could, I had $11. I could not afford food. I ate beans and rice for a week. Like I've been there. I know what that motivation is like, where you're going to do anything. You, you have to do anything possible to make it happen. When I was in, when I was doing, trying to make the fucking blue light glasses store work, I had to do everything in my power to make it happen. There was no other way out. There, there was nothing else. What am I going to do? Go back to the fucking sandwich shop. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. my reality. Yeah, no, it sounds. It's like in the army, like when we were deployed, we were the only engine mechanic, you know, in country. So if the engine wasn't working, we had to fix it. There was no, oh, well, we'll just put this off and we'll fucking wait till tomorrow or whatever. Like, no, you, lives are depending on you doing your job correctly. Exactly. And, and when you can see the, when you see the world, <laughs> this is not a choice, right? Like, this is not a choice. Beautiful things start to happen. Right. I said the other day on Twitter, and I absolutely stand by this. Most people in life are seven to 14 days of hard focused effort away from making shit happen. If you sit there in a room in front of your computer for set for seven days straight for 14 for, for 12 hours a day, there is no fucking chance. As long as you're doing the right things, and not sitting there playing video games or fucking off. For the most part, something's going to happen. Kevin, if, if how did we start? If, yeah, if right. And called people for 12 hours a day. Do you think I would get a meeting? Of course. Of yeah. Course. No, that's exactly how we started. I, I woke up, uh, took an Adderall, and then was just there all day. 14 hours straight making logos, making websites, making anything I could to get something going. Went to sleep, woke up the next day, did the same exact thing. Two days in a row, just go, go, go. And Kevin's on the other building, line the whole time. Building momentum, absolutely. Yep. <clears throat> now, right, where you guys are at, time to it, the, the, the focus shifts from the back end of, like, logos and branding and everything like that to, like, okay, how do we, how do we get money in, yep. right? Most people usually focus on the wrong things, right? But most of the time, it's how do we figure out how to get money in and that's when you have your business. That's when you have a business. Like, and if you spend two weeks, 
reaching out to people as much as possible, trying as, as hard, genuinely as hard as possible. Like no break, sitting in front of the computer 12 hours, 14 hours straight, working, making something happen. There's, I, I really don't think anyone in their right mind, anyone with a brain could come out on the other side and not have anything to show for it. No you way. mean to remember that Trevor a few months ago when I'm like, how many people have gone like a hundred percent effort on something? Like yeah. actually a hundred percent. Actually giving your all for just do, do it for two days. See what it's like to give something, just one thing your all. I will, I'd like to try for a month. I want to do one thing for a whole month and see where it would get me. If I just put I all of my effort in it. I think that if you're, especially if you're just starting out, everything compounds, right? It's like in the gym, everything compounds. If you, if you train the right way, when you just get started, you're going to at 16, you're going to be so much better off than the guy who just starts at 24. Right. That being said, I just did that. That's why I'm here in Stockholm right now because it's cold and there's no distractions. I did that for about a month. It did wonders for my business, right? Did wonders for, for all the things I got going on. Terrible for my soul. <laughs> How, you feeling, like, you <laughs> How you feeling, man? How you feeling, man? Fun is a part of my life and I really enjoy it. But at some point you have to sit there and really be honest with yourself and be like, look, like, am I giving this 100% effort? Is this in, in line with where I wanna be? Is this in line with my goals? And I realized that like, I just took two months off to pretty much to party and go run around Europe and act crazy. So I have to spend time. And like I said, at the beginning of this, this, this podcast, you have to do the things and never forget to do the things that got you to where you are. I got to where I am by work, by locking in and working really hard. And I realized I haven't been doing that in the best way possible. Right. Obviously, you know, you're still working, you're still doing some things, but it's like, no, nah, like I sat my ass in a chair pretty much for a month and got it done. And I that think- That is one thing, I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, that is God. one thing I yeah. like about your, your like Twitter feed is like, you got this one business side, but like you don't act like you're fucking perfect. Well, not, not perfect, but like you still fuck around and do like cool shit, you know? Like I'll see a video of you lighting a cigarette with a fucking sparkler. I'm like, bro, that is the kind of person I like, bro. Like <laughs> let's party and let's get to work. <laughs> Well, you have to have a harmony. I, I hate the word balance, work-life balance, because like a lot of people talk about work-life balance. Uh, my work is li my life and my life is my work, right? Mm -hmm. I just build the bullshit in, right? I'm, when I go, I'm going back to LA in four days, 27th. Um, I'm going back to LA in four days. I'm literally going to, for, I think I'm either going to lock my passport away or I'm going to give it to my boy and say, don't let me travel for the next two months, right? Or don't let me travel until 2023 because where I'm at right now, like is I, I'm so like locked in and kind of focused on and sharp on the direction and the things that I need to do as a, as an entrepreneur and the projects that I have coming along, like no one's really heard about this I'm building a whole new company. It's going to, it's going to make uh, genuinely, I think it's going to make fucking waves in the way that people, um, do uh, the way that creators do things and, and people do things like, especially with social, but <clears throat> it's going to be sick. And I'm building, I'm, I'm doing that. And that our first project for that is already, it's almost, almost launched. I think it's going to launch Monday or Tuesday, right? This Monday coming up. But that being said, it's like that I, I'm doing all the things that I I'm working on and then also building new things like I, I launched the email list you know i totally revamped cs like all of these things that, that i'm working on it's like i still don't feel like we're doing enough but a lot of it is i had to sit down because it's it's what i'm good at and when i lock in i lock in 
right? When I party, I party. I don't think about work. If I'm traveling, I'm not really thinking about work. I'm getting work done, but I'm not really like, you're not in a growth stage when you're flying here, fly, flying here. Last year, I took 60 something flights, right? I, I was, I did, I think 13 different countries last year, right? Now I finally found and created that focus to now where it's like, okay, like I know how we're going to move the needle with the things going on to where it's like, I, I know exactly what needs to happen. I know exactly where we're going to go and exactly what we need to do. And I'm focused and I'm sharp, sharp and I'm locked in on that vision. Yeah. I'm getting uh, actually pretty, pretty good at focusing. Cause um, so one thing I never really did growing up was watching TV and I actually want to hear uh, what you got on this too. Uh, I got a girlfriend recently as well in February. So that's one thing she likes to do. It's an easy thing for me to do. It's a good compromise. But sometimes when I'm sitting there, I'm like, fuck, dude, I could be working right now. Like my computer's right across that wall. Like I'm one email away from becoming huge. Like what am I doing here? But I have learned to just look, this is important for my future. If I want a future with kids and her to be my wife, if I want a real life, I have to kind of separate it from also my copywriting, my business, my go, go, go. So yeah. when, and even like there's days if I'm go, go and going for 12 hours, it's hard for me to sit down and, and sleep because I'm thinking about all the shit I just did or thinking what I could do tomorrow. Yeah. So with that girl, you, you have a girlfriend, yeah. right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. How, how does that go while you're over here 30, 30 days away from her? How does she feel about that? She's here with me. Oh, shit. She's here with me. Um, okay. <laughs> I saw I saw the uh, video Tate did. He's like, guys, if you have one girlfriend, then you, you have so much more energy. And it's so true. Like, when I was dating a bunch of girls, right, when I was single, dude, I, like, <laughs> I, I was a party animal. Like, I, dude, like, when, I, when I'm saying, like, I was, I was, like, I was on the scene. And um, actually, I didn't really get to go out in L.A. Because as soon as I met, like, I went out with Sebastian the the night after like when he told that day that he told me he was like you know if i know in six months i'd be a millionaire again that night we went out and met my girlfriend right i had not really lived or gone out or partied in la because when i was there that whole six months that i was there i was still i was traveling back and forth I had to go to philly i was in miami i was in mexico i was back i went to austin like i, I did like six months but i was like i was building my business bro like i was i was locked That's in that exactly I wasn't what happened time. to me I was going, I was going out. I wasn't going out on the fucking weekends. I was going out for drinks. I wasn't going out to the bar. I was like, it was Friday. It was seven days a week. I was building my business. And, um, like now it's so like when I was dating girls three to four nights a week, I would be out. I would be drinking. I would be partying. That's not the best environment to build or grow. Right. You're hungover. You're not getting much done. You're sleeping until 3 PM. Like now you know, I can still do that, but somebody to share it with. Um, and also financially, I can, wherever I go, I can afford, obviously, to bring her with me. Yeah. Right. Because all it is is the cost of a flight ticket versus you're still, if you're still paying for the hotel, it's the same price for one person as for two. Right. So, like, I have so much more time and energy because she's awesome and she takes care of all the things that, you know, I'm not so good at like when I'm really locked in, I like, I don't, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to cook for dinner. Like, yep. She takes care of that for me. Right. Like she just, I don't know if you guys can see, she just brought me 
double espresso and a cappuccino while I was on the call. She just came around the desk and, and handed it to me, right? So <clears throat> I have so much more energy now. And I saw Tate through this video. as like, guys with one girlfriend, you guys should be conquering the world. He's absolutely right. Because, and, and it's also like about communication. Whereas when you're, if you can communicate, <clears throat> like your girl likes to watch TV, right? If, and I'll tell you the truth. If you really, really, really want to work, she should not feel like you're taken away from, like you're, you're, you're not spending time with her. She should never feel like, like you have to compromise. You should, and you should never feel like as a man, you should never feel like you have to compromise on your vision and dream to sit there on the couch and watch TV. You have to get, you just got with her, right? You said? It's eight, eight months. Okay. Yeah. So get clear on like, look, like this is just my advice to you, bro. Yeah, if you can get clear with her and be like, look, like I really, I'm, I'm really want to build this, right? Not only for me, but for us, right? Bring her in as a part of that vision. I don't know if she watched the podcast, but she'll appreciate what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like if she understands that you are doing this, not only for your future, but for your future. And this is really important to you. And it's something that you have to do. Then you can't watch TV right now because your mind is racing which means if your mind is racing, you can't devote undivided attention to her. And if you can't mm -hmm. devote undivided attention to her, then what's the point? That's like sitting there on a date with yeah. somebody the whole time. So like, make it clear, like you can spend less time with that person, but it can feel like more time, right? By having, by, be able, by being able to have that undivided attention. Yeah. And like, that's the way I think about it, bro. It's like, you know, I told my girlfriend, I said, look, like for the next, like for the next month when we're in Sweden, I'm not going out. I'm not drinking. I'm not partying. I'm not doing anything besides I'm sitting in the room and I'm locking in and I'm building my thing. And now I'm extend. I told her last, last night, a couple of days ago, and I've been saying this, I'm like, babe, like I'm not going out unless it's like for like a, an event or like my friend's birthday or something, not going out because for the next three months, I want to see how hard of a push I can make to set myself up for next year. And I said, I think if I can continue this, I'll hit a, I'll hit a million liquid by this time next year. Right? Most people be like, oh, why are you telling your girl about that? It's like, no, like, I want her to understand and be completely yeah. clear on the expectations of like, babe, like, I'm not going to be going out because I have a bigger vision and that's not aligned, that, that other shit is not aligned with my vision, right? It's not that I'm not spending time with her. It's that if, I, if we're going to do something, I'm going to be completely there with her when I take yeah. a break. But this is my main focus. And it's not only for me, it's for us, our future, whatever it is, right? So if that's really on your mind, and it sounds like it is because you're you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I gotta, like, look, like, I want to watch TV with you. Just, just watch it on your computer. I got shit to do. Because you're not, you're not doing you're not nothing, doing though. Nothing. Like, you're building something for the both of y'all. It's not like you're out here. Yeah, it was up. just so I I'm in my mind a lot. I probably shit, man. I talk to myself. I, I think we all talk to ourselves more than we talk to anyone else in the whole world ever, obviously. Mm -hmm. But um, when I'm in my mind, that's that's like one of the things I'm trying to. Um, because especially now with Andrew Tate running around and all the bad shit following him with the female, just just getting with females and all that. I'm trying to. Co like kind of compromise more because later on in the future, I know she's worth my time and worth whatever I'm doing now for her. 
So like if I am sitting down watching TV, I know and I am I'm willing to make it up tomorrow while she's at work. I'm willing to grind harder tomorrow. It's just it, it's just not I'm not getting that time when I'm on or when I'm watching TV. You know what I'm saying? I'm just losing the extra time to build it just with her. her. Just tell her. All right. Tell I her. mean, well shit, you don't got mind if I do. Communication, bro. Yeah, that's everything. I'm probably watch this anyway. Like just tell her. Yeah. Just be like, yo, I got I got things to do. Like, I don't have time to sit here and watch TV. I love you, but like I don't have time to sit here and watch this fucking TV right now. I got shit to do. Like, I am trying to get paid. Like <laughs> that's, yo. that's what it is, bro. Like this. Like, I'm sitting here watching TV. I ain't doing this. What the fuck am I doing? Like, if you're yeah. sitting there asking yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Bro, just tell her, be honest, be honest with her, because that's bullshit. You know? Like it's not it's not always, but like like I said, I could I could watch probably like two episodes. But if we go past that, I'm like, ah oh, shit. Sitting there, you're thinking about business. You think about doing shit, doing yeah, your thing. There's no point, bro. There's no point. Yo, hey. <laughs> time to wake up, Trev. She, she was watching yeah. TV tonight. I'm sitting here on the computer, bro. I'm like, oh yeah, baby, this show's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and then, then, then what you do is, I don't know. But uh, then what you do is you you ask questions about the show to make it look yeah. like you're paying it. Oh yeah, oh, so oh, that wow. guy. Oh wow, yeah. So that guess what? She gonna feel like you're in it, bro. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wait, that's the guy from last scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, no, quit playing. Oh my god, oh my god, no. So she's with her, right? Oh my god, he's oh, with her. Oh, she cheated on him. Oh shit. Oh, damn. Oh, I like this show. That's the fucking show. Put the next one on. That's the game. Go, mine is uh yeah, she's such a bitch, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't like that bitch, right? <laughs> All the time, or she'll know that you're, what you're doing. It's like, ah, like, oh, let's watch TV. I'm like, nah, I got shit to do, but yeah. alright, yeah, cool. Oh yeah, put a movie on. Yeah, all right. Back to whatever I was doing. Yeah. She'll, she'll bitch until the money starts rolling in. Bro. <laughs> I, I mean, if like unsolicited opinion if she's bitching about you working she's not the one for it no she she right. don't that's why i ask because she she is good good about it. she's a great girl for great girl um, if you, but if you need to sit there and be like yo i need two years i need to focus on my business and i need to focus on everything i'm doing we ain't watching any more tv see what she says I... fuck dude <laughs> Shit, I'm i made value hey, da hey david uh just got uh i gotta move from florida you got a spot in la for me bro i said i said i said to my girl i said babe i said listen i said i'm not going out for the next three months i said we're sitting in the house and and, and i said i'm sitting in the house i'm working she goes okay let me know what you need need me to do that's a down bitch right there. Uh -huh. she said okay that was that was the conversation i said i'm working okay yep. That that was it. And you met her in Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did want to bring that up. You said you, uh, it was the first time you went out. You know what Gasparilla is in Florida, in Tampa? Yeah. Yeah. That's why. So I uh, when I got out of the military, it was like a, bro, it was like eight months of transitioning out of the military. It was horrible of just sitting in my room doing nothing, being depressed. But uh, I stopped drinking and everything when I got home. My brother hit me up to go to that, and I was like, you know what, man? I ain't been out drinking in a while, haven't drank at all. Fuck it, I'll do it. And, yeah, same thing like you. Just met my girlfriend, and was like, hmm, I just quit drinking for the past year, and now huh, maybe I should drink a little more. <laughs> I get a couple drinks in me a little more. I mean, it's not a 
like if people if like you're kind of sitting there thinking like if you have a problem or not then you probably do but um i never saw like you know stuff like that like what i'm doing now is like i'm, I'm living like a very monastic lifestyle right um pretty much just working out i'm going to dinner like twice a week still like i still go to dinner like i i eat it yeah, like one of my things is i spend a lot of money on going to dinner i spend like five to seven grand a month on going out to eat when I'm in LA, cause LA is kind of expensive. Yeah. But the reason is, is because that's how I reward myself when I when I work hard. Yeah. Right? I'll go to a restaurant like the nice guy or, or the Lila, and it's four hundred dollars. Like the shit, like Drake will rap about. Like I'll go there, it's like three four hundred dollars for dinner. Sometimes it's like two hundred for drinks. Like I don't care. I'll take my friends out, um, and I'll and that and like that's my time that like I just take away from the work. Right. Like one of my one of my boys, like I hit the, I hit the gym with my boy, um, who I actually met from Twitter, uh, who's cool as shit. And uh, it's his birthday coming up, so I'll probably go out for that. But like, you know, I'm, I'm right now. I, I'm living a very like I'm living kind of like a monk. And I actually, I was talking, I was I was thinking about this. I haven't lived this way in about seven years since before I went to to college. And that was a crazy thought to me. It's like I haven't taken one week or one month of like not going out, not partying, not doing whatever in like seven years. I was like, damn. But. Like I said, it did wonders for the business. Yeah. So now I'm gonna keep going because it's like, what are my goals now that I'm 25 years old? Like, what am I? What are my goals and what am I gonna do? So that's kind of like. Do you ever see yourself? You ever see yourself leading it out completely, just never going out at all? I just can't nah, see. Nah, man. Nah, man. No way. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe the maybe like the the, the smoking thing because like I just I, I never like felt like I was like addicted to like smoking or anything, but it was like. You have a cigar here and there, like you're out, like you're you're on a you're on a boat in the Mediterranean or something like that. Like yeah, y'all have a cigarette, yeah. like sure. So I I could like the the thing is is the lifestyle is just like you can't you can't not like if you're on like I'm on boats in Miami and shit. Like of course I'm gonna have fun. Like, of course I'm gonna have fun. <laughs> Come on. Someone offers me an American spirit black on a boat in Miami, bro. <laughs> like, like, an American spirit. <laughs> One of the Twitter guys was like, he was on, um, he was on the boat. So we had a, so my birthday, we took out a, a, a boat, me and cold email wizard. If you know who that is me and him, we share, uh, like our birthdays are like four days apart. Right. Danny, Dan's my boy, fucking beast. So we got a, a, a yacht, about a, I think it was a hundred, hundred, 120 feet or something for our birthdays. I think it was like 12 grand, but, um, one, like a couple people on the boat, like weren't drinking. I was like, what? Like, bro, we're on a 120-foot boat in Miami. I respect it, but, like, come on. So I, I couldn't I, – the life's like, the thing is, is, like, in, in with the life I live, and it's, like, you can't I, – I couldn't not do it. It's too much fun. But I think there are um, – I think there's actually only two people that I consume content from, like, in terms of, like, video form. Uh, and that's obviously, that's obviously uh, Andrew, and then there's um, – Iman, Iman Ghazi. I was gonna ask and, about Iman next. And, and and I watch and I watch Sebastian, right? Because yeah. Sebastian's my boy, and he's he's completely like uh, I remember when he he was uh, talking about like kicking up his YouTube channel, and like he's he's doing it, and it's fucking awesome to see the results. So, like, yeah, I, I only consume content pretty much from like those three people, and one of them I I know personally, which is dope, but. The re and I was listening to this thing. It's like, you know, and, and Iman's talking about it. He's like, yeah, it's like nine months I work and then three months I party. So I think 
this year being 25 now i think this year that's what it's going to be nine months i work and then next summer i'll party oh yeah because it's like i i can't if if i like genuinely like i was thinking about this like in life it's like you you have trade you always have trade-offs right the harmony i can have the harmony and continue kind of at the same rate growth rate that i'm at right now and still live the same life but i think the progress and and the results would be exponential if i spend 90 percent of my time working 10 percent on fun yeah yeah the fun is important man the fun's really important you get burnt out if you don't it's absolutely important but also like you have to think about like why you're having fun like if you're going out and you're trying to meet girls right okay i've already accomplished i've already accomplished that right i have i have a girl right why why do i need to go to like i don't really need to be going to the club besides if it's with my boys and just flexing right so is that conducive to where i want to be spending two two three grand like we we went to um we went to the same club um like we went to this place called now pool club we spent eight and a half grand in euros in one 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 sunday afternoon right like i see the receipt for that yeah and i posted the receipt on twitter and i got a bunch of hate oh your flex doesn't matter but like we like we spent eight and a half thousand euros in one sunday afternoon it's like is that conducive to like where i want to be no but was it fun yeah so you kind of have this balance and i think managing the balance is like okay like i know that if i spend 90 percent of my time working i've seen what i've done this month imagine if it was 11 or you know even nine months out of year maybe even 11 months out of the year i think my progress would be exponential yeah because it's kind of just where i'm at and it's kind of just what i want like i want i want some i want some fancy shit uh, i'm trying to buy some property around the world um get a couple residencies new passports so i need a ton of money i need like I needed like at least like a million dollars to get to get those things and it's like okay like how quickly can i do that yeah right? that's important to know what you want like for me um that's what i asked kevin when we first started i said kevin what would you do with your first 15 grand what do you want and and we just went through it um mine was a corvette i want an old corvette and i bought it already i just sold my cool. car and bought it because i didn't want to wait <laughs> uh, I got a 79 it's, and it's in the shop still. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, kind of knowing you got to have uh, something like laid out to shoot after every single day you're, yeah. you're grinding. Like if you know, like I know I want another pair of nice shoes. I bought a pair of nice shoes. I wear them to the gym. I wear them wherever I go. If I go out, I wear them. I want another pair. And then I want yeah. my girlfriend to have a nice pair of shoes. And then if my brother comes out with me and he's broke, fuck it. I'll get him a pair of shoes. I want me and the yep. people around me looking nice. And how much am I going to need to do that? A decent amount of fucking money. <laughs> so yeah, let's get to I, work. I, I spend an ungodly amount on, um, the best thing is like my chick, like my chick never asks for anything. Like my girl never yeah. asks for anything. She gets everything. <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing. <laughs> me, Kevin, uh, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin kind of taught me that we were at the mall. I met up with him uh, last month. We were just at the mall. I bought my pair of shoes the day before, and my girlfriend was there. And um, we walked by a, a jewelry store. And my girlfriend has already mentioned to Kevin that she just wanted she just oh. wanted a normal <laughs> ring. She wears like the ten dollar fake rings from Walmart. Gets the horrible green fucking wrap around it because it's fake jewelry. And we were walking right past it, and Kevin just like pushed me in there. I'm like, so bitch. I guess I'm, I'm like, doing do it, bro. And I'm what like, the fuck. I should like, what am I waiting for? I should be buying, I should be buying shit like that for my girlfriend. Who's taking care of me at home while I'm fucking grinding. Like that's oh, her yeah, job. Absolutely. This is my job. Absolutely. Um, 
so yeah that's that's always really cool to do um i flew my mom out to europe um we last month i think was that last month yeah last month i flew a month and a half ago i flew my mom out to europe um it's cool to do stuff like that right and but you know my like the thing is is like your vision i talk about that I, I always say like your scope always changes right the more money you make your scope changes right like i know that i need a million dollars just on the exit just on like the exit strategy alone right like okay if i get if i want to if i want your european like let's say european union residency i need so i can get it for a year right that's not probably going to be enough i can buy a property and get a fast track to greek citizenship if i spend two hundred fifty thousand euros I do want to, I want to, I want to buy a villa in Naxos, right? Where it's my favorite Island in, in the Greek Isles. I'm going to buy a villa there. Okay, cool. So that that's handled. So I need 250 for that. Then if I get another passport, it's about 100, 150, right? USD. We're already at 400 stuff like that. Like you want, then, then what's it going to cost in terms of like, okay, if I want to get a car over there, like, it's like at least like a half a million to, to, to set all these things up. Right. So how can we grow the business? Do I want a corporation in Dubai? How much is it going to cost mm -hmm. for a Dubai resident? Like stuff like this is stuff that I'm thinking about, like part of the master plan. And then you have like other shit like, you know, OK, what kind of car do I want to drive? What, what kind of house do I want to live in? All that stuff is like, cool, that's that's the, the materialistic vision. And then the fulfillment vision, which is like, OK, like. How can I do how can I make the money? How do I do it in the right way? So, yeah, no, man, I think that's uh what did you say there's a there's a lot there's like a lot of stuff and it's just like okay then it's like like there's so many different things it's like okay how much do i want to pour into investments how can i how can i maximize the most fun like how can i save 80 percent of what i make and spend 20 percent? what are the thresholds it's a it's a mess but um once you once you start to kind of expand that that horizon of of things that you're able to do then the world kind of opens up and it's kind of like your playground and then you kind of get to make the decision and, and kind of get to play play kind of play the ball where it is it's cool it's a good problem to have i think absolutely yeah <laughs> but on that i think you got anything else to say man you got no i appreciate you guys i, I wanted i wanted to ask one more thing real quick okay. sure. what are most young men missing self-confidence yeah why um, why was that so quick self-confidence because I know how it is because the men of the world are getting beat up right now. They're, they're getting beat up by an agenda. They're getting beat up by what they see on social media, their attention spans. They're, they're, they're consuming content that is not conducive to anything that we used to be as a society. And I think young men also are missing the big, the biggest thing that they're missing is the ability to tell others that to, to tell others no, and to tell other people to go get fucked. Right. I said this on Sam Matheson's podcast, but to be honest, like if you had a, if you had a world of, of young men who were, were thinking for themselves and were not so utterly consumed by what they see on the internet, like most, most guys are invisible nowadays, right? Like they're, they're legitimately invisible and I know how it feels to be one of those people. When I was younger, when I was like 16, 17, I know how it feels, 18, right? And it's not a good feeling to have. And instead of rising up and kind of taking 
their life into their own hands. They're 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 meek and they're accepting of their situation and they don't really do anything to change it. What they're missing is self-confidence, but not in the, oh, just be confident kind of way. They're missing the methodology and the skill set. They're missing the and the opportunity to develop that. Those things don't exist anymore, right? They tell kids who are dominant in sports, they tell, oh, you know, you're, you're, go you're playing too hard, you're playing too rough, right? If you're playing soccer, you're playing football, like, don't, don't hit them that hard, right? Like, that, that doesn't, they, they do these things. They give everyone a participation trophy. Yeah. Life is a participation trophy, right? So a lot of people like I'm so I'm so thankful that these there, there are communities that exist for things like men's mental health and like for, you know, to become better. Right. But at the end of the day, you can listen to all the things that you want. You can lead a horse to water, but can't force him to drink. And if you take a guy who's genuinely super depressed and he hates his life and he's thinking about something like suicide or he's thinking about ending it, or he's not genuinely not happy in a, in a situation. He doesn't know how to start. He doesn't know how to get out of there. Seeds of doubt grow into farness of inaction, like I said. And if you don't have the path, if you don't have a way, if you don't have something to, to do, if you don't have any step of action, right? You can think you want this amazing life. Young guys think, can think, that, think all they want, you can, but you can't outthink a bad situation. You have to act, like I said. And to tie that all back together, like at the end of the day dude like if you if you have a guy like where i was like when i was like 17 i remember like i wanted the life that i live now to the t i i live genuinely an amazing life and i had no, if if you told me that i was gonna i would say how if you told me that at 17 that i was gonna be who i am at 20 when i was 24 25 you'd be like what how like i'd be like how what did what did i do Everyone needs a plan. I don't think people lack the work ethic. I don't think, I, I think most people aren't lazy people. They just don't know what to do. And there's so much choice and so much decision, just so many decisions that they have to make that they would rather people make the decisions for them. Mm. Took somebody in a, in a really bad situation and you gave him a plan, right? Let's say you gave him a plan. Let's say he's super depressed. He's skinny. He's not in shape. He's skinny, fat, whatever. And you took his ass and you said, yeah, we're going to go to the gym every day. You're going to read this book. You're going to do this. You're going to, you're going to eliminate these bad thoughts. And here's exactly how you're going to eliminate those bad thoughts. Here's exactly how you're going to get yourself out of negative self-talk. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to do this, right? Maybe it's getting, getting the fight gym. Maybe it's like, it's like really throw yourself into like, into action. So many people would have more self-confidence. And that's what I think we're missing. And that's why I think we've seen such a, a what is the word a massive awareness in the things that are going on in, in men's lives and young men's lives especially because it's all based off of this narrative that has been pushed on them shoved down their throats and finally we're starting to see a change so that's what i think people are missing and if anyone listens to this and is in that type of situation you have to throw yourself into a state of action there is no other way out of it. That's it. Good wow. shit, man. Great answer. Great answer. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was it's a pleasure. I'm excited Appreciate to get into this realm of the internet. It's uh 
very exciting for me and Kevin both. Um, Appreciate you guys. But yeah, looking forward to seeing you again. Hopefully come over there uh, to LA. Fuck it. Me and Kevin ain't been out there yet. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll stay in touch for sure, Kev. Kev, you got anything? No, just super thankful for you to coming on, bro. Amazing. Hey I appreciate it. I haven't done a podcast in a while, so I'm uh, I'm happy uh, happy I got to do yours. It's uh, it's interesting again to to kind of articulate thoughts and everything on the camera and and kind of do those things. But um, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, any any other final thoughts? No, man, just ready to go up now. Ready to get to work. Cool. <laughs> got me pumped. Got to go take some action real quick. Cool. <laughs> but all right, man. Awesome. Yeah, we'll catch you later. Appreciate it. Peace.